0: People, listen up! It's a fucking lockdown, right I now! come off S- it! We're no not in a prison problem. drama, are we? We are in no a prison drama. This is the fucking Shawshank Redemption, right? But with more tunneling through shit and no fucking redemption. Screw you guys! I'm going home. Sheriff, this is no time to panic. This is the perfect time to panic! <gasps> <laughs> okay, I'm gone i am go with child. Hey, fuck you, Parker! I'm going with you! Who says I want you going with me? Oh, All right, <laughs> the bullshit! Because the whole world gone crazy! Hey! Inside Everybody calm the fuck down. Lonely, this girl's an open page Up market, she's so close now This girl is half his age Hello and welcome to another episode of Holmes Movies Recommends. My name is Anders Holmes. I am joined by my brother Adam over Skype in America. Hello there. So what are you going to be recommending to us today? Well, I think I've been um, recommending a lot of, um, of films from a lot of different places, um, but I'm going to go right back to the mothership uh, for this one and go into my uh, happy Place, which is, you know, the Hollywood of the 1950s, uh, Technicolor and all that stuff. Uh, and so I'm going to recommend the rather brilliant and very unknown and underrated film, uh, All That Heaven Allows, uh, which is a, a Technicolor romance from 1955 directed by Douglas Sirk um, and starring Jane Wyman and Rock Hudson. Um, and Jane Wyman plays a widow who has two Children who are, mm-hmm. you know, verging on adulthood, if not full-fledged adults yet.
1: Yeah, I um, have, I have uh, heard of this she... film,
0: and I think it inspired the film. I think it's directed by Todd Haynes with Julianne Moore, Far From Heaven, which is kind of like a Douglas Sirk, uh, re- like a tribute film. Yeah, but I'm not talking about that film right now. And as I'm talking about all that heaven allows, so okay. uh, I'm gonna <laughs> just get to the pick. Uh, so uh, Jamie. <laughs> Game <laughs> <Mr>. plays. <laughs> Uh, a, uh, she plays Carrie Scott, who is a widow, who lives in a suburban... I mean, this is like the picture of Eisenhower's America. It's suburban and white, in middle class, upper middle class even, um, uh, any town in USA. And there she is, and she's got her house and her garden. Um, but dum-dum-dum, she falls for her gardener, plays by Rock Hudson, who she has no idea is actually gay. Uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, he falls for Rock Hudson. And Rock Hudson <laughs> is, is, is very, easy. It's very easy to fall for, And, um, and he is, I mean, he, he charms her and takes her on all these wonderful adventures. But of course, of course, of course, of course, of course, the problem is he's her gardener. He's younger. He's not from the same class as her. And the, um, and the sort of, you know, the pushback from her own family and from the, um, uh, the community is, uh, well, it's quite, um, it's 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 profound. Um but you know, I mean describing it thus, you could probably think boring, like seen that fucking million times and seen that and Moore movie. And yeah, it is it is a tried and tested, you know, plot this. It's done, however, with uncommon skill by the sort of alliance of um of Douglas Cirque on the one hand and um and the um and the cinematography of uh, Russell Metty, I think it is, on the other. Um, you've um, you've got a brilliant score, um, and uh, and obviously the performances are great. You've got you know not just uh, Jane Wyman and Rock Hudson, but Agnes Moorhead is in there, um, and it's just it's such a brilliant like um, evocation of a totally. Um, you know, bygone era, or at least bygone for most of us. I'm sure there's some people still clinging to it. This idea of, you know, totally these closed communities, you know, these, um, um, you know, where it always snows at Christmas and where everyone has the white picket fence and everyone is white and everyone is wealthy and, you know, everyone's miserable. Um, And I think that they, they show that so well and they show so compellingly how Jane Wyman is allowed to escape from all that misery All that affluent misery with this um, hunky um, soulful um, man who's good with his hands if you know what i mean and um he um you know and i think that the the love story is very convincing and then obviously the the fact that there is this pushback that means they can't be together is also convincing and, and devastating because it's it confines her to a life of unhappiness um And obviously there's that I think one of the most famous scenes in the film is when she is given by her children for Christmas a TV Mm. to sit and watch at home rather than going out and, you know, having an actually nice time with the man she loves. Um, And that bit where she's reflected in the, the TV monitor is one of the most astonishingly sad and beautiful shots in all of hollywood that's not the end of the movie though so uh i haven't spoiled it but it's just um uh it is just an absolutely um stunning piece of work uh from you know douglas sirk he was a bit of a master at this sort of you know high-minded soap opera i guess you would call it yeah i think it, it did have this kind of kitchen sink uh drama style a little bit with his movies in a way they're not so much kitchen sink dramas as like a uh, really beautiful house drama. I mean, kitchen sink is more like sort of working class. The, the, yeah. His sorry. I got I, way more about I got the lives of, you know, bored white wealthy people. Yeah. It does remind me a little bit of, um, a, uh, Fassbender film fear eats the soul, which is about, uh, an older, an old woman who, uh, falls in love with a, uh, it's a German movie. He falls in love with a, um, a, a young black guy, and the moment when she introduces her boyfriend to her family, which turns out to be this young, handsome uh, 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 black uh, immigrant uh, in in to her family, and they just one of them just reacts by smashing a TV, and 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 no, and it's just this idea of like not like not accepting that, and just the sort of casual racism of like the way that they are it's not, it's not, it's not casual racism in theory the soul it's it's overt <laughs> racism yeah but no i was just thinking about that but also i mean yeah i mean douglas Sirk, he I, I mean i've not i've only seen one of his the, i've only seen one of his movies and that was the the final film that he did which also deals with uh race and uh gender which was uh the film which starred lana turner and john gavin uh imitation of life you seen that i've not seen that that is a very 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 good film and um a very very interesting film that looks at uh at race in that period of time because um it's it's with lana Turner is a woman who uh, befriends a a black widowed mother who has a daughter who is who has inherited her father's fair skin and passes for white and sort of rejects the idea that she has a black mother and when she meets other people she she just passes off as white and says her her mother's white and things like that and that causes a lot of problems in the film it's really kind of very tragic uh uh family drama movie much in the same way i guess all that heaven allows is a tragic film yeah uh well i mean i'm not going to give anything away um but uh um it's uh yeah bloody hell i didn't um but, yeah, The Imitation of Life, that's definitely, I'm going to add that to the list. But he's um, hes really interesting because uh, he's actually, um, uh, Douglas Sirk was actually born um, Hans Dietljew Sirk, and he was uh, Danish-German originally. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, so there's a Scandinavian connection, folks, in case you thought, well, oh, it's, it's been a few episodes since Andersen Adam uh, mentioned their uh, you know the danishness uh, but yeah. Their, yeah he was uh, he was born in hamburg um but uh, he left because uh, he had a jewish wife so he uh, left yeah. uh, for hollywood in 1937 um but yeah so he but he had some he had some danishness kicking around in there um yeah I think you, you. I think we did talk. We um, we talked about uh, Pedro Almodovar's movie "Women on the Verge of the no- of a Nervous Breakdown," and that actually does pay tribute to uh, Douglas Suck's films and the cinematography and that. And um, yeah, and also Rainer Werner Fassbinder, even directors like Tarantino, Todd Haynes, and Juan Kar and David Lynch, and uh, John Waters, and Lars von Trier—they owe their sort of they they quoted. Um, as like Douglas Sirk's films as like their favorite movies. And even in uh, his acceptance speech at the Oscars, Guillermo del Toro, he said, growing up in Mexico as a kid, I was a big admirer of foreign films, foreign films like E.T., William Wyler or Douglas Sirk or or Frank Capra. Yeah, well, exactly. Foreign films being something that, um, you know, the whole world seems to agree that foreign is anything that doesn't come from America. I like the idea of American films being foreign. Um, the, um, one car wise in the mood for love definitely, um, has a huge debt to, uh, to Douglas, Sirk, um, mm-hmm. and is another great movie, which I may recommend at a different point. Um, but anyway, I think in the meantime, go and, you know, pour yourself a big cup of tea or a big glass of wine and sit down in front of, um, um, all that heaven allows, because, um, it really is. Um, it really is a lovely, lovely movie. Um, as I say, it's a, it's it's a pure piece of Hollywood um, from the period where Hollywood is at its most interesting, which is the sort of mid to late fifties, mm. uh, because that's just before it really breaks up and becomes something else in the nineteen sixties. It's that that final expression of the sort of studio system, I guess, to on on the one hand, but also the sort of the, the the primacy over of cinema over TV, which is you know that that balance is going to shift a lot. So. Um, yeah you know this is um you know this is really um it's a it's a it's a slice of uh, film history in some ways uh, and it's also just a great romantic movie so yeah cuddle up with your partner and watch all that heaven allows yeah well hollywood melodramas they were big in the 1950s <laughs> yeah you can say that again <laughs> um all right then yeah it does make me want to listen to the song by the mavericks No, that he said all that heaven allows that's a bruce springsteen song originally you know is it? Mavericks, the Mavericks covered it. Uh, yeah. the, the Bruce Springsteen song, All That Heaven Will Allow, uh, is um, actually not as good as uh, the Mavericks' cover, in my opinion. Um, so you can feel free to uh, email me at gofuckyourself uh, <laughs> at uh, gmail.com. Uh, but um, yeah. All That Heaven Allows. Do check it out, guys. Uh, thank you for listening to another episode of Holmes Movie Recommends. Uh, do check back and see what will hear what I will be recommending. Yeah, don't wait.